4 o'clock football frenzy on Cofield and Company. All right, we got NBA coming up. We'll get to uh, all the football this hour here in just a couple minutes. We're going to check in with Stanford Route, NFL and Raiders Insider in about 15 minutes. NBA, we got the late game with the Clippers and the Pelicans. If you haven't heard, uh, Paul George out. By the way, COVID still around. Yeah, just still so around. still so around. People, so people so are Matt, clear. By the way, Matt's also having difficulties. At least one person has tested positive, and now they've got now they're waiting on tests. So and and yeah, just sort of clear because I saw people today like, oh, who cares? Um, he's sick. Like he, you only test when you're actually sick. Now right. he's sick. Right. So it's not some, you know, it's not some case where it's like, oh, they're finding these they're finding these cases when guys that aren't even sick. He, the only test when you're sick, he's sick, and now he's not playing. Atlanta, Cleveland, four thirty, and the Pelicans and the Clippers at seven. <laughs> so we didn't get to play the audio of uh, Cam Newton from earlier in the week on a podcast as he was talking about women these days and the. The family he grew up in. I thought it was pretty interesting. I will tell you this. Uh, if you give an opinion on women, be careful. It's not really allowed anymore. If you give an, an opinion on what you like in women, not acceptable. Someone will well, trash you. Sure. But, I mean. You, Someone will trash you. I love a career woman who is going to pay for 80% of the bills. What? <laughs> it's like very pro-woman. Oh, you're a user. Yeah. Why don't you accomplish something yourself, dork? It's it's a minefield. It's a minefield. So let's sure. I'll give you a chance here to listen to what Cam Newton was saying as he was talking about his family and uh, what he sees in a lot of women now. My parents have been together for 36, 37 years now, and it's, and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I grew up in a three-parent household, my mom, my father, and my grandmother. I knew what a woman was, not a bad bitch. Okay, what's the difference? A woman. Okay. A bad bitch is, girl, I'm a bad bitch. You know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I, 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 I look the part, but I don't act the part. And it's a lot of women who are bad bitches, And I say is in, in, in a way not to degrade a woman, to go off the aesthetic of what they deem is a boss chick. Okay. I mean, it's... <laughs> I, like, I, there's not a problem necessarily with what he said. I understand why people would be like, "What are you talking about?" Like that, like you're saying a, a woman is somebody who cleans and cooks and you know does those sorts of things for the family, and that like, I mean, I think it's antiquated and in the past. But everybody well, he didn't say that yet. That's coming up. Oh, but, so, what does he mean by bad bitch? Well, he's well. I think that's more Instagram model. That's to me what it is of like, you know, you, you put, you put yourself out there as like being hot or whatever, but you're not a woman, which in his mind, I also, I I wonder, I wonder in the world of millionaires and athletes who you get exposed to the most, like what kind of women? Yeah. Probably the first one. I don't know. He never really explained what it was. (laughs) Well, I think he did. I think we know. He did what? what? They have an attitude? They're more about them than you? He never really explained it. Well, right. I don't think he, like, I'm saying the question, 
to me, that question was setup's not right. It's a it's a great question because you get him to say what you want him to say. Right. But like I think the majority of people understand without hearing his explanation what that means, right? Not really. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I just I think a lot of people just take it. He's just calling women bitches. No, that's nobody would think that would they? He said it. He said it in there. He's like, he said, I, I don't what? mean it in a derogatory yeah, way. Because he's that's saying the way, that's. I'm guessing that's a that's the way a lot of people took it, and a lot of women took it that way. Hey, don't use that term. Look, well, this goes back to the point of people are way too simplistic and can't understand nuance. But the like, I, I think most people, I think a lot of people understand what like what he's saying without him following up on it. Like a a woman is, would be in his mind, again, this is not me, a woman in his mind is a mother who takes care of the house and the family and is there for you in, in a relationship, but is also, you know, there for the house and, and to do all those things. And a bad bitch is just like, oh, she looks good on your arm and she looks good in photos and she's around, but she's not going to do those things that you want her to do around the house. Like that's, to me, that's what would be on the surface. And I think that's what he's getting to, but the like I don't think an explanation is really needed. But I I think that's a great question to follow up to get him to say it. A woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs. And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like I'm a boss, bitch, like I'm a this, I'm a dad. No, baby, like, but you can't cook. Okay, you yeah. don't know you don't know when to be quiet. You don't mm. know how to allow a man to lead. I think that was the problem. A lot of it's the delivery. I actually, I completely appreciate you know when to be quiet because I think it goes both ways. Sure. Of course. I think so, that, but that's a person thing. I, I'll, just, I'll just tell you this. The, the person I'm with, I don't walk in the house and think, and you know both males and females, right? I don't walk in the house and go, what's going to happen when I walk in? And there are a lot of people who are in relationships who are like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Lots. Yeah. No Lots. Kidding. I know. I agree. I've been in them, right? And then, and, and you know, by, by the way, it goes the other way. Like, Mr. Grumpster here, you know, I come home and I'm sure there are times it's like where the SO is like, oh boy. You know? That's that's <laughs> what relationships are. And it's also what combat, compatibility is, sure. is all about. Listen, if you're, what's this lady's name? Kelsey's uh, girlfriend, Kayla Nicole, if you get all puffed up, okay, well, then you it doesn't sound like Cam Newton would want to be around you and you don't want to be around Cam Newton. What's the big deal? I don't think he was saying all women have to be this way. I guess that's what he's looking for or that's what his mom was like or that's what he saw in his parents' relationship. This Kayla Nicole said, a lot of y'all want to be with your mama and it shows. I don't know if you actually love your mom. Why shouldn't your mate have some of her traits? That yeah. doesn't mean I want all the traits. No, I, but how you're saying it is is more nuanced and and right. inappropriate. And like the problem, I think, as you said, with delivery. But like to say a oh, what well, because you're right. It goes both ways. Like part of a relationship is understanding. Hey, when it's time to all right, I said my piece. Now it's time to be quiet. Let them talk. Whatever. Like that's part of a relationship. But he's making it sound like no, a man can talk whenever he wants. A woman has to know when to shut the hell up. Like that's what he's—that's what it sounds like he's saying. Right. That's why when he said the first part, I think it was fine, and nobody was going to have a problem. 
And then when the when the interviewer's like, what does that mean? Knowing full well what it means, right. you're looking for something like this that's going to go viral and take off and get him into some trouble. But again, what trouble? It's there's no trouble. It's people have an opinion that he, you know, that he shouldn't have said that and then he can fight back and say he should say it. like that's what dialogue is. It's fine. Like dialogue is fine. Kelsey's girlfriend also said the obsession with women being able to cook is truly comical. Because it's like, uh, if your palate is so superior, date a Michelin star chef then, Bozo. <laughs> she can't cook. That's clear. Uh, but I, but She I also said, pretty sure the average woman is capable of making edible food. That's not always true. The average guy isn't capable of it. No, By the I'm way, in a, real, a perfect relationship is you both take some of the cooking duties. No, a perfect relationship is you both agree you're ordering food every night. No. Well, it's not. Yes. That's not. That's, that's, it is. No, it's not at all. Um <laughs> And then she said, it's not really a matter of uh, can she cook. It's more like, does she want to cook for you for your hungry hippo ass? <laughs> okay. No, that's ridiculous. By the way, do you think Travis Kelsey, when he saw this, was like, you know, I got a, I got an issue with what you said. No way. No. I'm sure Kelsey was like, good job. <laughs> yeah. But, or or he just didn't. Or maybe he texted Cam on the side like, oh, sorry, bro. Like, whatever. You know, you know how it is. She's a she's a she's a boss, not a or she's a bad one, not a woman. Boy, the, the Chiefs and their partners. <laughs> what a great mix. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. I think it's okay to be excited for what we've done. You know, I'm excited where we're going. We have a special group of guys. Just because we had one chance and we lost in the last series of a game to the AFC champions, yeah, I think we can. With that said, 55% of the teams that make the playoffs the next year don't. So, you know, odds are against us, and I like that kind of thought process better. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Studio. A lot to analyze with what Derek Carr was saying there. Also, the contract he signed, the uh, mega extension, keeps him here through 2025 or does it? We'll get to that in a second. Update from the NBA. 4.30 start, playing for the eight. Atlanta, Cleveland, Jared Allen is going to play. So, you know, important guy for the Cavaliers. They're plus two in that game against the Hawks. So let's bring in the former Oakland Raider, played around the NFL, get into uh, some defensive back talk as well. Stanford Route is up on a Friday with Steven Adams. Stanford, how you doing? Fellas, fellas, what's going on? Happy to be back on with you. You too. Give me your reaction to Derek Carr and this extension. Oh, man. I, obviously, we knew it was a long time coming. They were not going to let him go into hit the last year of his contract, being what you would call a lame duck. Uh, obviously, you can see what he's done for the organization. They feel that he's the guy going forward to lead this franchise. And I think them making the playoffs this past season, although, the, although they were not able to actually win in the playoffs, even get a playoff victory, it still shows that Josh McDaniels, obviously the new GM, and everybody in the front office feels that he is the guy going forward. He now has his guy. Devontae Adams is his number one receiver. You got Darren Waller coming back. You got Josh Jacobs. You got Hunter Renfro on the slot. You now add Chandler Jones to add as a bookend pass rusher alongside Max Crosby, just getting his first all-pro nod this past season. So they feel that everything is in place, and now they're going to see Derek Carr go to different heights, or should I say even higher highs, different altitude as far as his production for the black and silver. Raiders fans should love Derek Carr because he didn't make a sacrifice here. He could have pushed for, you know, 80, 90, 100 million dollars to be guaranteed, but he's given this organization a lot of flexibility. So the fans should be happy. 
do players, I mean, maybe it's different now in this year because the money is so big. Do you think other players look at Derek Carr and they're like, you know what, bro, we really appreciate that sacrifice? Oh, man, I think uh, probably so. You know, uh, I think that uh, in today's game, obviously, players have a different mindset. So, yeah, so I definitely uh, would not go ahead and put that past anybody. That that very well could be how a lot of people are looking at it, Derek Carr, right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess just going back on the on the deal, uh, it does it say that they have faith and they want him to be the guy? There is an out after one year, and I, are we focusing too much on that? Oh, no, I don't think you're focusing uh, too much on it at all. I think that obviously, yeah, whenever teams go ahead and try to give themselves an out, obviously they're giving themselves a little bit of a trap door to escape out from under the contract if it turns out to not be something that's conducive for the team based on the player's production or should I say uh, lack thereof. So, yeah, I I think that uh, obviously the thing is amongst – Raider Nation, and even throughout the NFL uh, in, a, in, a, in a whole, when you think about Derek Carr, obviously he's a very capable quarterback. There's no doubt about that. We see 2016, he actually was receiving NFL MVP votes, but then against the Indianapolis Colts, breaks his leg, and then everything just kind of seemed to go downhill from that. So when you think about Derek Carr throughout the entirety of the NFL, obviously you got your top guys like a Pat Mahomes, you got your Tom Brady's, you got some Aaron Rodgers, you got even a, uh, um, a Josh Allen, and uh, now a Joe Burrow put him in the mix because Matthew Stafford now won a title. You can go ahead and put him somewhere square in that top 10, things like that. So when you think of a Derek Carr, you probably would rate him as high as maybe eight and maybe as low as 15 or 16, depending on what your uh, what your priority list is as far as intangibles, production, things like that. And I say all of that to say this, when you think of a Derek Carr, Everybody has positive things to say about him, but then you mentioned the but. Okay, well, he doesn't really have much playoff success, or it seems like whenever everything is going good and you get to the point where you expect him to play well, that's when he'll have a dud of a game, as we saw last year against the Washington football team, against the Chicago Bears, right after John Gruden gets exiled, and things like that. And that right there, to me, is probably why the Raiders gave themselves an and out after the first year but they also want to go ahead and still give Derek Carr some uh give him some uh, security as far as the no trade cause things like that so I definitely do see that they want him to be the guy and they believe in him being the guy going forward but not that complete level of confidence where it's going to be a complete marriage almost kind of like what you see with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers so I want, I want to dig a little into the weeds on that aspect of this with you. And just I had this this debate this morning, and I wasted way too much time on it. But I did want to bring a little bit to the air of a lot of people are saying about this deal. Well, it's one year. Let's see how you play. And if you play well, you know, it'll be actually they'll just renegotiate. This, this contract is not going to go through three years. It's either one year and then they renegotiate or one year and then they cut ties. That's what it's going to be. But. After one year, if he plays really well, then he gets the long-term extension. If he doesn't, then he doesn't. I think it's more complicated than that. Like, he could play really well, and they just decide, you know what? It wasn't the right fit. Like, we didn't fit well together. Like, those things are important, right? If if McDaniels looks and says, well, for whatever reason, even though Carr's playing really well and, and I like him, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't mesh. Like, that could be part of this, too, right, where he could play well, and they still want to move on from him. I don't know if I'd go that far, and I say that because the only way for Derek Carr and where he's at in his career, the only way to go ahead and get the equation of playing well 
in my opinion, would just simply be a making the playoffs because now you got this loaded AFC West for crying out loud, and also playoff success. That to me is the only way that you can equate playing well. And if he's playing well and he's actually playing into January and he's playing past the first week in January, well, then right there, there's no possible way the Raiders will be able to go to the second round of the playoffs without him playing well. So I can't see a scenario where Derek Carr is unequivocally playing well and Josh Daniels would not want him. Hey, stranger things have happened. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a wizard. I don't think that that would really be the equation of Derek Carr is playing well and Josh McDaniels still did not want him sans the prospect or sans the opportunity for the Raiders to acquire an Aaron Rodgers, a Pat Mahomes, a Tom Brady, if he doesn't retire next season or something like that. If those guys are not available or Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, if those guys are not available and Derek Carr is playing well, where the hell would Josh McDaniels turn to as far as another quarterback? So that's why I really don't see that being a possible uh, a scenario with both of those intact, just because I think for the Raiders to go and make a playoff push, make a playoff run, I don't think they can do that without Derek Carr playing well. But to your point, I do see exactly where you're coming from because Derek Carr has made a lot of plays in this league thrown for a lot of yards he's had a lot of great performances but he's also had some that make you just kind of scratch your head and that's where I think the Raiders even though they see hey we see your production we see your potential we see what you can do we see how you can leave this franchise and keep this franchise afloat even dealing with so many distractions that you've had to go through over the course of, of the last couple of years but at the same time there still leaves a lot to be desired within your play because it's not always consistent and it seems like right when it gets to nut cutting time right when it gets to that moment of despair where it seems like all possibility all luck all good fortune is is lost that's when you want to come in and make that nice four quarter comeback okay well you know what if we do what we're supposed to do the first three quarters of the season if you do what you're supposed to do the first three quarters of the game we don't have to get on this magical run in the fourth quarter of the game or even the season to try to go ahead and, and sneak our way into the playoffs. And I think that's where you're seeing it being more of a one-year deal and then they'll renegotiate this time next year and not just go ahead, slap him with that contract, and that way you know he's going to be there for the next four, five, six years. You uh, you threw a bunch of really elite quarterback names out there. Let me throw two more at you. Um, Kyler Murray? And Baker Mayfield? Uh, <laughs> yeah, is I mean, where where are you going with that? If they're if they're <laughs> half the cost, would you would you look at one of those guys at half the cost of uh, Derek Carr? No, not Baker Mayfield. I would not <laughs> just because I, I and, and guys and and maybe that maybe I'm maybe I I'm I'm body shaming when I say this, but whatever. I don't care. I'm 38 <laughs> years old. I'm gonna say whatever the hell I want now. Um. Kyler Murray, obviously he's a Texas guy. Same thing for Baker Mayfield. So I ride with Texas players. I do because, like I said, I'm from the state of Texas. I love the state of Texas, and I'm riding with those guys. But because of Kyler Murray with his miniature size, I just think that he's always going to naturally be prone to injury or should I say prone to being banged up. As you can see, what has happened for him in his three years at Arizona, obviously he's been a two Pro Bowl, so we know that he's definitely not no scrub. We can clearly see that. Baker Mayfield led the Cleveland Browns to a playoff victory. It was their first one since, I believe, what, 1997 or 1994. I get those a little mixed up sometimes. So clearly you can see that there's ability 
within both of those guys. Kyler Murray is primed for a long-term extension with the Arizona Cardinals. It seems like they're going to eventually come to some common ground. It seems like they're kind of a little bit at each other's throats right now, but eventually I think that'll all be worked out. Now, for Baker Mayfield, he's looking for a job right now. Obviously, you see Cleveland Browns, they signed Deshaun Watson to that mount, to that massive guaranteed contract. So clearly, he does not his services are no longer needed uh, in a Cleveland Browns uniform. But uh, to your point, I would not go and trade, or should I say, I would not think about acquiring a Kyler Murray or a, or a, uh, or a Baker Mayfield in place of a Derek Carr. I'm of the mindset for Derek Carr right now, unless I can go and get Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, I can get Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, anybody, any of those elite guys that I just mentioned, if I cannot go and get somebody that I know definitively is better than Derek Carr, definitively the same way I know Saturday comes after Friday, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Stanford route is with us the Former Raider. I thought you were going to body shame Baker Mayfield because he's a little bit chubby. Uh, my other problem with Baker Mayfield, too, is he's so inside his own head now, and he pays attention to what goes on around him and with social media. I I don't think he could handle Raider Nation. Raider Nation is crazy. Oh, yeah. Ray, 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 he Nation, couldn't handle yeah, it here. Raider Nation is ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, I, yes, it's I mean, 365 I, I think... fighting over Derek Carr every freaking day. Yes. Yeah. So I think that uh, obviously for Baker Mayfield, you know, like I said, him coming out of Lake Travis High School, then having to walk on to Texas Tech, walk on to Oklahoma and then winning the Heisman Trophy and being the number one overall pick. He has the short man syndrome. Not only is he short, but also he has that chip on his shoulder. And that's something that has propelled him for so many years of his life in being able to go ahead and being able to reach certain heights, certain altitudes. So you got to give him his credit there. But I think that he needs to somehow some way channel that chip on his shoulder in a positive way and understand the space that he's in baker you're the number one overall pick so you can't necessarily attack people with having that tom brady chip on your shoulder mindset tom brady was a sixth rounder he like he had a chip on the shoulder because he needed to you're the number one overall pick so you need to think of it more along the lines of i need to justify my draft position no longer oh well you know people don't believe in me i got to go ahead and try to prove them wrong it's not going to be that way anymore you're the number one overall pick when you're the number one overall pick you are expected to do to the cleveland browns or you were expected to do to the cleveland browns what Joe Burrow has done to the Cincinnati Bengals in your same state that you play in. When you're the number one overall pick, you're expected to uplift that franchise. Obviously, that has not happened uh, uh, to this date. And that right there is where for a Baker Mayfield, he's got to stop checking his Twitter mentions. He's <laughs> got to stop looking at the Instagram comments. He's got to stop listening to the people on the air, on the TV, things like that, the prognosticators. He's got to stop doing that because he's going to want to pick his battle with everybody. And you don't have, there's not enough hours in the day for you to go ahead and try to fight everybody. And also, if you win and you play well, all of that just takes care of itself that's what he has to learn and so him being in an Oakland I'm sorry a Las Vegas Raiders uniform in the black and silver Raider Nation will come after him yeah <laughs> literally and figuratively and physically they will come after him that's why he's got to learn to channel that and not let it get the best of him because otherwise it'll just eat you alive I hate to do this on short time we only have about a minute to do it um 
I heard some really intriguing things. I'm so in the woods on draft prognostications and draft prospect breakdowns right now. Uh, there was some talk about Traylon Burks, and you mentioned being from Texas and body shaming, so it's, it's good. Uh, lots of talk about Traylon Burks looking a little chubby uh, when he when he had his pro day and he had his uh, his draft day. And some people have said, well, listen, he's a country guy, and these country kids might not look like they're in good shape because they're not in the weight room. They're out there, like, tackling boars, and they're actually in better shape than the guys that are in the weight room that look yeah. like they're jacked. I was so intrigued by this. Is this anything that you would buy into or have seen yourself in a locker room? I can tell you like this, fellas. And I know what you're asking me, and I'll go ahead. And I, I know we're up against time. Some of the best players I've ever been around, when they take their shirt off, they do not look like they would be a great <laughs> football player. And I'll go ahead. I can mention certain. I can mention certain All Pro Hall of Fame corners that I have been around, either played with, played against. And when they take their shirt off, you would think that, oh man, they should be chiseled up. They should be, you know, looking like buff or whatever. And like they have the same type of dad-looking bod that you would see <laughs> from your next door neighbor because so much of this game. It's about speed and quickness, yes, but you don't have to look like a Greek god. You don't have to. And as far as the country strong, yes, I remember guy Richard Seymour just got inducted in the Hall huh. of Fame. And like Richard Seymour just has that natural, I was born on a farm, I grew up on a farm throwing hay, things like that type of just natural strength. So, yeah, to your point, man, trust me, country people, man, let me tell you something. Watch yourself if you get into a tussle or a fight with them because they have the type of strength that – it is difficult for you to acquire in a weight room. It's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Stanford, we appreciate it. Have a great weekend. We'll check in with you uh, next week, and we'll get into a uh, deep dive on the draft, okay? All right. You guys be good, man. Y'all be safe out there. Thanks, man. You too. Awesome. Country strength. That's this show, right? Oh, yeah. Bad bod builds. Sure. But I thought, I thought it was hilarious when I heard the Traylon Burks. Just, he, just doesn't, he, looks, he looks chubby. A lot, I heard a lot of skin. A lot, a lot of skin, skin on Traylon. I was like, <laughs> what are we doing? Don't and then misjudge the, all my yeah, skin. The pushback was like, he's out there tackling boars. I think he's much strong, plenty strong to play in the NFL. Okay. You know, about 90 minutes ago when we started the show, we talked about uh, the goalie situation changing for the Golden Knights. So let's deliver on that. So Robin Leonard is off the trip. He's got some sort of family health emergency. That's what uh, your boy Shane is reporting. They've recalled another goalie. So... For now, no Leonard. So I guess the question we're going to get to in the big five, who do you want in there, Leonard or Thompson on Sunday? I mean, maybe there could be a quick turnaround and Leonard goes back up there. Do you know more about this? No, it's tomorrow. Check that, yeah. Yeah, they play tomorrow. Um, yeah, I mean, well, they called your Patera up, so clearly uh, Leonard will so not be Probably unlikely that he's playing. Yeah, uh, I would oh, think boy. that. I think that would be Thompson, and Thompson has earned another shot. Like, Leonard, carry, without Leonard early in the season when he was a dominant player, this team would be nowhere near where they are right now. So he kept them in it, and he's clearly been injured and not completely sharp on his game the last you know couple of starts, and he's kind of been in and out of the lineup a little bit. Um, clearly wasn't all the way there. Thompson has played really well, and and don't forget, like Thompson was one of the reasons that everybody talked about them needing to move on from either Leonard or or Flurry because Thompson needed to get his time. Thompson has earned his time in the net, and and him him being around was part of why they could move on from one of the goaltenders, and uh, Thompson has been good enough to warrant you know, getting some starts here down the stretch. 
Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. Spokane style pizza is the most underrated regional pizza. You start off with a Pyrex because Spokane actually invented the casserole. Fry sauce, a local delicacy. Then you're going to put some canned salmon on top of there along with bell pepper and onion. Then you top it with mozzarella cheese and some wild forage strawberries from the Spokane Coeur d'Alene region. That gets baked Detroit style with a crispy cheese crust and then you bring it out and top it with more fry sauce. Let's dig in. Mmm. Get that good quality Eastern Washington salmon. You got that beautiful creamy fry sauce and that little hit of sweetness and acid from the strawberry. I see why the entire city of Spokane and the greater Coeur d'Alene region really loves this pizza. This is awesome. You guys should check it out. You're live with the Fat Pack on Cofield and Company. Nothing sounds better than pizza with fry sauce and salmon on it. Spokane-style pizza... That went viral this week, was not received well anywhere, and you're telling me it wasn't even received well in Spokane, where a lot of people are like, dude, you're lying. <laughs> you made this up. Well, it, he's he's making he's basically making fun of the region and making fun of all every region saying we have to have our own style pizza. Okay, did that come out that he was like, Hey, is this a joke? Yeah. I was mocking you. Yeah, yeah. It, so it was it was pizza and a casserole dish with fry sauce. Canned salmon, then mozzarella, then strawberries on top, and more fry sauce. So one of the local popular pizza places in Spokane um, sent out a tweet saying we would we would never make such such a pizza. This is not Spokane style. Right. Settle down. And apparently residents are just furious. I've lived here for 39 years and I've never had this pizza. Like, okay, shut up. Like, like who cares? Settle down, people. So who is the guy? Uh, he's the guy. He said he works in an office. He he just put this out, and he said they actually made it for the video, and he said it actually wasn't that bad. He tried it. He's like, you would think it's terrible. We tried it for the video. It was fine, um, and he, he enjoyed it, but I guess the the pizza places and the the Spokane diehards who love the man, those people, by the way, I've been there, they love their town, and it sucks. <laughs> it Does it? It sucks there. It's, I mean, it's. It, it's picturesque. That's not my kind of place. Yes. It's, it's it's fine. Lots of streams. But it's basically just, it's part of Idaho. Well, you mentioned Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. It's like the, it's Coeur d'Alene, the region. I, I've heard Coeur d'Alene is actually kind of cool. Cool. But I've also way. heard Idaho in general. I mean, I've been to Boise, but I've also heard Idaho in general and like areas like Coeur d'Alene especially have just become so pricey well, that you can't even afford to live there anymore. A lot of whites. Well, I think, I think there's a lot of... Uh, Urban fling, you know, people sure. want to get out of cities and they're like we have so much money, let's go there. And now they've jacked up the prices. And well, I mean, Idaho is also. It seems like one of those states where they love big government. So we were talking about just just intruding on people all the time. There's no there's no legalized sports gambling there. Yeah, That's, you're sure. out. Yeah, you can't you can't live in a place with no betting at this point. Like not even moving. Are they even moving toward it? Doesn't seem like it. Forget it. Can't live there. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm out anyway. Right. You know what rumors are? Emmanuel Acott in the portal. Can't stand it there. He's trying to find a, find a place with legalized betting? Not the legalized betting part. <laughs> he hates the Spokane-style pizza. Okay. That's what I heard. My sources say. What's, well, now, but, I just completely made that up. So did this guy. I'm just reading something called the takeout.com. No, Spokane-style pizza isn't real. We're here to set the record straight. By the way, the guy who made it... Um, he would he wanted to put huckleberries because I guess that's the local delicacy. Right. 
But here's the problem. He lives in LA. Nice. <laughs> Couldn't find huckleberries in Burbank. <laughs> nice. So he never <laughs> even went out there? No. We went with strawberries instead because we could find them in Burbank. This is so awesome. <laughs> hey, you're right. This is not a Spokane style pizza. I've lived here for 40 years. It's not a thing. This has to be the worst tasting pizza ever concocted. Should not have Spokane's good name tarnished by it. You don't have a good name. <laughs> There's no good name. The Gonzaga is part of the good name, and then they basically, you know, money can buy anything. Sure. Of course. It's it's not a good place. And first of all, anything that's not a city, any it's a non-urban area is awful. Question in the story. Is Spokane-style pizza a hoax? Writer says, I highly doubt it would involve a combination of fish and fruit. Then again, Altoona-style pizza surprised us. Well, what is Altoona? Oh, you, you weren't exposed to this one? Oh, God. Uh, Everybody was... has to have their own yep. stupid pizza. Well, first of all, the, the worst part of the Altoona style was American cheese and, like, slices oh. of processed American cheese. Yeah, that's already – I'm already out. I, I By the way, I heard somebody uh, breaking down their uh, tuna casserole that had – 10 slices of craft cheese on top of it. And I was like, why? Yeah, I don't get the tuna casserole thing at all. No, I, I saw tuna. I saw a beat Bobby Flay, and there was a lady on there who beat him with tuna casserole. My family, we were just not. We would, my my father would make tuna fish out of the can, like make Ugh. with the mayonnaise. And I was like, I'd, I'd have that on some toast and I could tolerate it, but I'm like, tuna fish casserole. How about, I, I tuna fish is disgusting. Um, like a, a tuna fish sandwich or a tuna salad, all awful. But like a tuna sashimi, delicious. Maybe it's just the quality of the tuna. Man, you were out a bunch during the football season. Altoona style pizza topped with tomato sauce, green bell peppers, peppercorn salami, yellow American cheese. Ugh. Ugh. Just a salami sandwich, which is also kind of gross. Let me uh, let me walk across and show you a picture here. I mean, I the picture it's. Like, it will convince you that that sounded terrible to picture. Because sometimes you look at it and be like, okay, you know what? Maybe I try that. Well, tuna, I just know is the, okay, just walk that, get that away from me. That's the, uh, please. That's a sandwich, first of all. Uh, and by the way, also, now, now I heard this discussion on a podcast the other day. A guy from Chicago was all mad saying, deep dish isn't Chicago. That's not Chicago. Like, He's like the you know the little thin squares. That's Chicago, the tavern the, style. The crackers, like crust. Okay, what? Why are people? Stop getting mad about your regional dumb pizza. Why you get mad about people bagging on Vegas with certain things? I don't know that we do. We have what's our our food ownership? Is 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 it the shrimp cocktail? Yeah, but I mean, no. But we can't sure. come up with anything. That's the problem. Yeah, because we have everything. It's all great. It's amazing here. How's your dog doing? Check that dogs. Well, they're they're fine. Okay, we yeah. actually we had the discussion last night. Not to be mean, but um, our couch, our main couch, has been pretty beat up by the cats, and especially one that lives on the couch because it's afraid to go anywhere else in the house. That's the old neurotic one who's fifteen. Sure. And uh, there was actually, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not my cat because it is, but it was her cat before we were together. Sure. Um, Wait, and then that cat must be very old. Yeah, I know. We've been together a long time. Um, there was a there was a mention, hey, we should get a new couch. But the only re- the reason she wants a new couch is not because of the cleanliness of the couch. She's like, because it has a, you can just put it on the, these new couches and your phone will charge. The whole yeah, thing I is just, yeah. I love those. She's like, well, we can't get it until someone passes away. Oh, like, wow. Cat? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. We can't. We can't. I'm not. You can't. 
You can't do it. Is that, is that the you same? You can't do it. That's not the same cat that hid in the chair at your no, place, no, and my cat, my dog had to go sniff it out. No. Okay. No, that's the uh, no. That's our cat Seamus. Okay. No, he's he's pretty good. He's indoor outdoor cat. He was just a little little afraid when he first came to the house. Well, little poor little guy. Yes, but he's better now. Okay, that's good. But when you when you get pets, you do have to make an adjustment with your furniture. Sure. Or or you just have to come to grips. Your furniture might get ruined. Will it sucks? It will get ruined. I think. Yeah, might yeah. is ridiculous. <laughs> it's the, it yes. will. It'll probably get ruined. Uh, is Coach K going to have to clear at his house? See, this is one of those cases. When someone gives you a cat or a dog and you're not exactly down with it, so I don't. I guess John Shire is like, hey, this is a good idea. Um, let's give him a gift. Let's give a gift to a guy who, like, who already has everything. You know, look, we can't repay you for what you've done for all of us, but we're going to try. So, you know, since you have a lot more time now, Coach, we, we felt you needed something to uh, train. And so we want you to meet the new member of your family, Coach. Cute puppy. Cute puppy. I don't like dogs. And poor dog. For the most part. Uh, the dog, I mean, the dog, it was like trained to be cute because Coach K was happy and then the dog just starts licking and everyone's like, oh, 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 so great. Take the cameras away and the dog's getting screamed at and kicked. There was a great story. <laughs> Stop. There was a, you said you felt bad for the dog? Yeah. There was a great story. A there was a really good story in the Washington Post about two weeks ago about being the son-in-law of Coach K. And I didn't know this, but there's a dude who does a lot of ESPN basketball and works for SiriusXM who is actually the son-in-law of Coach K, a guy named Chris Patola. So he actually served uh, on the Duke staff as a director of basketball operations for five years, but he's married to one of Coach K's daughters, and he just talked about being, like, what do you call him? And then I guess he's, like, he's a, like, maniacal um, tree and plant owner. He loves gardening. Oh. And they, 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 they bought him a tree, and it was, like, pff, disaster. Well, like, this tree is not up to standards. That's what it was. The tree was not up to stuff at all. So I, good luck to this dog. By the way, I almost said something about being Coach K's son-in-law that might have gotten kicked off the air, so I'm glad I didn't. It was actually kind of a good story because it is weird, you know, when you when you uh, pair up with someone and they're, you know, their their dad's that famous and he's a coach. Some tough ground to walk on. Yep. Pins and needles, but you have a lot. Of, you have a lot I of jokes and a lot of mean I things know, to say about Coach I K. I can't do it. Why? Oh, it's things. Well, you know, read the, times, read the story. It'll, you know, it'll humanize you it a little bit when it comes it to Coach K. Because you know, thing like sometimes we know things that we just can't reference and talk about. <laughs> like there's, you know, things that have happened behind the scenes, and you're like, I want to make a reference about this, but nobody will get it because it's not public. It, it, nah, it's just it's rough. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co. It's Cofield and Company's eye on sports gambling. I'm going to kill your bookmaker. I'm going to rip his throat out. I will step on his throat until the man chokes. Let me tell you how. Winners, 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 winners. Free, 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 free. So Cleveland out to a quick start. Feeling the uh, return of Jared Allen, maybe. Uh, 15-6 in the play-in game for the uh, eight slot in the East. 15-6 over Atlanta. Seven minutes left in the first. No Paul George tonight for the Clippers. COVID. Mets. Remember when we used to do this all the time? Oh, yeah. Mets. Close contact with someone in the organization who has COVID. 
So they may be down a couple of players for the weekend. They won earlier today. Uh, I saw Arizona at plus 210 going against Chris Bassett. I'm like, I'm on that. I, I forgot one thing. Arizona sucks. <laughs> They're not good. They're not good. No. There are... I'm I'm really uh, interested in following baseball this year with the teams at the bottom because there were a couple of runs last year where teams lost. Was it the O's who lost like 26 in a row on the road? And, and Zona right. did too. Zona Was it Zona? Both yeah. of them had these long losing streaks. The Orioles still suck. Arizona's not good. Cincinnati's barely better than them. Uh, Pirates look okay so far, but in the end, they stink. There's some really bad teams. They're going to go into some crazy swoons. Yankees are playing... The Orioles, I got to look it up. The Yankees record against the Orioles was not what you thought it should be. Meanwhile, the Rays last year were unreal. I think the Rays now are on something like a 23 and one run against the Orioles. So it's going to be fascinating. I know people want to watch the best players and best teams in baseball, but when you're betting, it's interesting to track the teams that are just dreadful. Oh yeah. And, uh, for the first time in a while, I actually have, uh, the MLB package, and so I get half the games now uh, because half are blocked out. Yeah. But I'm excited. I, I'm going to watch a lot of these. I, I was I was watching some bad baseball yesterday while I was you doing some draft study. Well, Royals Tigers was not, you know, they're, uh, Tigers are up and coming, but it's still they're still not there yet. The running Royals, you don't like them? I like I like the aggressiveness. Yeah, one of the worst organizations in baseball in terms of developing pitchers. They never have pitching. Zach Greinke's back. Granky out there They're like, yeah, hey, let's bring Greinke back. That's the last, last one of the last good guys we developed. He was out there yesterday. And, oh man, hearing the story of him, uh, he wanted to sign. He wanted to sign with an NL team because he wants to hit. His his goal since he entered the league, and they told the story of his first game in base when he played uh, his first ever start. He tried to steal a base and got thrown out by like twenty feet. And coach was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Coach, do you understand how long it's been since a pitcher had ten home runs and ten stolen bases in their career?" And the coach was like, "What?" Like, well, what are you talking about? So he, that's what he wants to do. So he wanted to sign in the NL because he still has that goal. That's nuts. He's a weird guy. Yes. He, he really. Does is. he have social anxiety disorder? He's got something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but he's he's very quirky and but very underrated as an as an athlete. Yeah. Because he's had a long career now, but he's actually a really good athlete. Good he, he doesn't he doesn't look it, but yeah, the only reason he's with the Royals is because there's universal DH and he wouldn't have been able to hit in the NL either. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, I didn't get to that one. Uh, also in COVID protocol, so not available to the Astros. All right. Guessing he's on your team. Uh, fantasy concerns. Sure. Exactly. Fantasy concerns. Yeah, I, I, I follow these things. I might have a little scratch on it. I pay attention. Sure. Well, they just, I, I, they were just showing a promo. The, the Magic documentary is coming out soon. It looks like they're rushing it out to try to answer winning time. <laughs> Because they're they're promoting it as the real story of what what went on with the Showtime Lakers oh settled down. Uh, your latest mock drafts coming up, or your next mock drafts coming out Sunday? Uh, do you know offhand right now? Over under wide receiver right wide, uh, wide receivers in the first round. Over under five and a half. It's way over. Way over. Yeah, really. I, mean, I think it's such a loaded position, and it's such a premium now. Um, I think teams. So one thing to watch in the first round, which. Is very obvious, so I'm not making not breaking ground on this, but people I think forget as the draft gets closer how important it is. When you get picked in the first round, you have an extra year under a rookie contract than you would if you got picked in the second round. So with wide receiver salaries exploding the way that they are, watch for more teams to try to draft a receiver in the first round to avoid that massive contract until year six instead of year five. I hadn't even thought of that. That changes the whole game. Yeah. Because yeah. of Devontae Adams and and Tyreek, 
If yeah. this if this trend continues in Stephon Diggs, and it's probably going to continue for at least a couple more years. Garrett Wilson at four, Jameson Williams at eight, uh, Drake London at eleven. So yeah, three in the first eleven uh, that I have in this mock draft coming up. Who do you like the most? Because you did say Justin Jefferson a couple of years ago yeah. over Rugs, over C.D. Lamb, over Judy. It's Jameson Williams, but obviously depends what situation you're in. If you absolutely are trying to win right now, it might be a risk. But if you are a team, a lot of teams early on are developing. Um, if you're one of those teams, like I, like if you're Atlanta, Jameson Williams is your guy. Draft is taken over Vegas April 28th to the 30th. NFL Fan Fest has a player appearances, photo ops, live concerts, and more. It's all free with the NFL One Pass app. All of this is presented by Bud Light. If you want to get involved, NFL.com, NFL One Pass to register. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas.